We are back at it live on Facebook, and this is the podcast, the Pistols Firing Podcast. Kyle Porter joining me, Carson Cunningham. Uh, Kyle, it's it's a homecoming week. Baylor coming to Stillwater. Uh, you excited? I am. I'm really excited. It feels like it almost feels like a, a mini off season since they haven't played in uh, two weeks now. I think I think Rudolph talked about this uh, at media availability earlier this week, but. Um, yeah, it's just like it feels like it's been forever since they played, you know, which is which is weird. Um, but then again, like the season's almost half over, so I, I'm excited. I, I think that I was I was kind of studying Baylor a little bit today. <laughs> They're not good, uh, and yet they have shown signs. Obviously, the OU game, and they played all right, I guess, against Kansas State. So I don't think it's going to be like a seventy point game, but I mean. I think we can agree. If Oklahoma State loses this game at home to an 0-5 Baylor team, that's that's a disaster, right? Absolutely. Now, they did give Oklahoma problems, and um, yeah. I don't think Baylor's as bad as they showed in the non-conference. I think the point spread's outrageous. I mean, would you be willing to lay 25 points against Baylor? I would not. I think they can do enough on offense to challenge this OSU defense because, let's face it, the OSU defense hadn't looked, you know, as good as we probably thought after the first three games. So uh, it's a tricky game, but a game OSU obviously should win. If they if they lose, after getting really a reprieve with OU losing to, to uh, Iowa State, that would be just crushing. But I don't expect that to happen. I expect OSU to, to win pretty handily. Now, cover the 25 or whatever it is, I don't know about that. Good teams win, great teams cover. <laughs> Have you tweeted out a link to this yet? I don't know if they're a great team. Uh no, but I will. Actually, I'll have somebody. Yeah. I'll have somebody in Slack do it. I think the only people watching are my, like my actual Facebook friends, <laughs> just out of just out of curiosity right now. Uh, <laughs> so you need to put it out to your masses, PFB Nation. PFB Nation. <laughs> you know everything's a nation now. You got Gator Nation, Sooner Nation, Cowboy Nation. Everyone's got a nation. Okay, yeah, hopefully, uh, I think Kyle Ben's going to tweet it out, but uh, hopefully for people listening, we're turning this to, into a podcast later on. If you're watching, that's why we're talking into these big microphones. We want it to sound good. Hopefully this time we've we've figured it out. We've overcome technology at the, at the grand old age of uh, our early 30s, and hopefully it sounds good on, on the podcast as well. Um, Carson, we need to toast somebody before we get into uh, the mailbag questions. Uh, are you ready for that? Yes. Okay. It's time for the Coop Ale Works Toast of the Week. Coop Ale Works, brewing great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the Fikeship F5 IPA, the Bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the Refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. If your next watch party tailgate or get together with friends, enjoy a cold Coop Ale Works, and please remember to drink responsibly. Carson, what are you toasting, and who are you toasting it to? I'm toasting Mike Gundy, a uh, Vader, his favorite, I'm sure. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't read, I didn't get all the details, but I saw that story where he was just watching his son play down in Lawton. Stillwater was playing a uh, high school football game in Lawton. His son, Gunner, is the quarterback. And I guess there was a kid there who had lost his mother, and Gundy just went out on the field, just spur of the moment, introduced himself, kind of took him under his wing, exchanged contact info, and... Uh, really made a point to reach out to the kid, which is really cool. And, um, you know, Mike Gundy probably gets lost in his his world, his box of, of college football coaching, as he likes to say. And 
that was cool just to see him be like, you know, just a normal guy, just being a dad out there on the field and watching his son. And then obviously, you know, reaching out a hand, a helping hand like that was pretty cool to see. So I'll toast my Gundy for that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was cool. It didn't, uh, it might've, I don't, I don't know what, what the details behind it were, but it didn't feel staged. Might've been, I don't know, but it felt genuine. Uh, I love it. I love it, by the way, because you never see Gundy wearing anything except for a suit or uh, Oklahoma State gear. I love it when he's in, like, his Stillwater Pioneer gear. Yes. Just, just head to toe in, like, the blue and gold. It's fantastic. Yeah, does he have to buy that? Or is it just like, okay, it's it's Coach Gundy. We'll get him some some Pioneer <laughs> gear. Does he have to go to, like, the shop all the parents go to and buy that? Does he go to, does he go to Chris's University Spirit to get that? Or does he... Uh... Hopefully. That should be in like his contract. Get all of Gunner's Pioneer gear for free. Well, that was—I mean, when you and I were in college, we've talked about this probably a hundred times on the podcast. We used to go to um, like the the thrift stores in Stillwater, like when a coach would get fired or leave, because what are they going to do with their gear? They they take it all to the thrift store, and all of a sudden, I I had like, I think I had like one of Les Miles' old like like uh, vests, like a white vest that Les. Wait Miles a second. Wore. We have never talked about this. Have we not? You did this? This oh, is a yeah. real thing? Yeah, yeah. They donate their coaching. Like Travis Ford went down to the thrift store and dumped all his gear? Yeah, totally. Do you still have this vest? So, Can you wear it next podcast? Uh, I don't. It was a little big like because you, you kind of force it because you're like, oh, this is this is legit stuff. Uh, and it <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fit. It doesn't totally fit. Like there was some... Uh, I think I had a jacket and I don't know, tons, tons of different stuff. So yeah, if, if, if there are wholesale like coaching changes, head to the Goodwill in Stillwater because all the, so Les miles is like top hat is floating around some thrift store in Stillwater right now. That's yeah, a collector's totally. item. I, yeah, we've never talked is. about that. That's, that's news to me. And I wish I would have done that when I was in college. <laughs> I just would have been there hoping one of those uh, old practice shorts would have been there with the defense and discipline. That's all I would have been searching for. Have you seen the pictures they've been tweeting out? The, the basketball? I've seen a few. I saw the orange one. I saw like the, the, the women's basketball team had like bandana print everywhere. I saw that. Is that what you're referring to? Uh, no, I'm referring to a practice photo that got tweeted out. It looks like they have the defense on the shorts again. I'm not positive, oh. but it it looks like it. Should they though? Right now, with the way things are going, are they they well, worthy they, of that? They they need a a defense for their what's, a defense, what's, not a defense. Yeah, a defense, a subpoena um, defense. Okay, I'm gonna toast. Uh, I'm going to toast Mason Rudolph. We, we, we kind of, it, it's funny. Like when we do our toasts, we kind of shy away from, uh, doing like the, the Gundy Rudolph routine. Cause you could do it every week, James Washington. Yeah. Um, but his final homecoming, uh, his final opportunity to do what he's never done, which is beat Baylor. My favorite stat. Yeah. Um, he, his record, it's crazy. His record his start record as a starter is like 26 and four against everybody except for Baylor, and it's 0-3 against Baylor. It's, it's absurd. That's an absurd stat. Well, he was a true freshman, and Baylor was awesome. But, yeah, like last year, Baylor was terrible, and they, they still yeah. find a way they lost. He didn't throw a touchdown pass in that game. I'd be interested in, to see his touchdown-interception ratio against Baylor as well. Well, he threw for uh, like 403 touchdowns in 2015 when he hurt his foot and then threw the pick six in Bedlam. 
the next game. So he's had some good games numbers wise, but yeah, 2014, 15 Baylor's pretty good. Yeah, they were the cream of the crop, really. Yeah, so I'm gonna toast Mason Rudolph. What, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Rudolph drinks? Like a uh, a siren? Oh no, I think he would go off the board. He amber? Would go, the amber? He would, amber. he would try to. He would try to like put out a put out a vibe that he was, you know, he was the man. He was the leader. DNR. Maybe like a, the the porter, Grand Sport porter. Uh. Something stout, something you know. I'm the See, I'm QB one. I think that he, I think that he uh, has too much respect for the orange and black. I think he keeps a, a uh, like a stash of Oktoberfest. Like even, <laughs> even when it's not fall, he'll just he'll just bust out an Oktoberfest. Um, yeah, you got to go koozie though, so you can hang on to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with that. I'll go with the Oktoberfest. Uh, I'm just kidding about him holding on to his. The football, but um, that was pretty, I like that. that. Was pretty funny. That's a good I, toast. That slipped. That slipped past me. That went right over my head. That was good. Yeah, he, he needs needs a koozie if it's if it's <laughs> raining outside or cold. That was good. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna toast Mason Rudolph. Just incredible career. Uh, it will be perpetually, I think, uh, underrated until we have proper context, which might not come for two or three more years. He's been. Uh, he's been unbelievable, and it's been a really, really fun uh, last three and a half years. So hopefully he can he can get that final win against uh, Baylor and have defeated the entire Big Twelve. We shall see. You ready to get some questions? Yeah, you want to? You got them in front of you. You want to throw them out there? Yeah. Which uh, is from T B Z. Love the name. Which college yeah. football quarterback would you take first in the NFL draft? Wow, it's a good question. Yeah, would you take Mason? I, I don't. I mean, like, are we just saying like, who do I think is the best NFL prospect as a quarterback? Yeah, if you were an NFL GM, I, I would think not. Who's the best college football quarterback? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's Mason. It's definitely not Darnold. Everybody keeps he keeps hyping him, and it's just like you watch him, and you're like, I, I mean, I, I don't get it. It's not like he's a good player on a bad team. He's like a looks like a mediocre player on a good team. I, I don't I don't understand. Do you do you yeah. do you understand that? No, I don't. I mean, the the Heisman hype was insane. I mean, his numbers weren't even as good as Baker Mayfield or Mason Rudolph's numbers last year. But this year he's thrown nine touchdowns to eight picks. At least that's what it was at one point. And I just thought it was manufactured hype. I mean, what what is the guy really proven? I know he played well last year, but the you know, I don't know. But I don't really like any of the quarterbacks. It's Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. All those guys don't do much for me. I guess Josh Rosen maybe. I mean, he puts up big numbers for UCLA, but I mean, it just seems like the NFL scouts don't like Mason Rudolph, doesn't it? It does a little bit, which, by the way, Josh Allen threw for like 85 yards one game. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Like I, I could <laughs> I could. And it was against somebody that was terrible. I could go throw for 85 yards against uh, anybody. I mean, Donovan Donovan Woods could throw for more than 85 yards <laughs> on like seven passes. Yeah, Um, I don't know. Maybe I would take Mason. I, I don't know. I, I don't think that. 
his skills aren't necessarily translate. Like you don't look at him and you're like, oh, NFL arm, NFL, NFL, you know, passer. Like you did more with Whedon. Like I feel like I, I looked at Whedon and I was like, ah, that's that looks like the NFL. I, I think Mason looks like that from a from a physical standpoint. Um, I don't know about an arm standpoint. I think he's got a pretty good arm, but I don't know if it's an NFL arm. So, but I don't like any of those other guys either. I don't. I don't like Mayfield. I, I sort of like Lamar Jackson, but not enough to take as the top guy. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess Rudolph, but not with any conviction. Maybe, maybe Rosen. Yeah, I do think. I do think Mason's stock will climb as we get closer to the draft. Just. When those scouts start talking to him, I think he'll impress them. And I think his numbers will be really hard to ignore. And I know there's a tendency to say, oh, he's a system quarterback. Well, every everyone in college runs the spread now. So it's not that far-fetched to say he could play in the NFL. But I do think his stock will increase. But do you, gun, to my, gun to my head, I guess Rosen. But no, do, like, uh, do you like Luke Falk? Yeah, he's okay. I mean, he's a good college quarterback. I don't know about NFL. I haven't watched him enough, to be honest. He's so small. But he kind of falls into that tech, you know, that tech quarterback. Yeah, he's small. Like, I watched him against Oregon, and I, was, I mean, he's good, but, like, he's just, I don't know. He doesn't smaller look like right. Smaller than Baker Mayfield? Uh, He's skinny. Like, he just looks thin. Mm. Like, like he's going to get just destroyed. Um, Fast forward to next year. This is from David Isaac Mosley. Fast forward to next year. Who is your quarterback, Woods or Woodty? Uh, assuming... Neither. You think it's going to be Spencer Sanders? That was yeah. a follow-up. Yeah. True, I do. true freshman, huh? I do. The things that I've heard behind the scenes about the about Woodsy and, and uh, Jelani, it's not in, it's not incur- it's not like, you know, these guys are, are terrible, but it's not um it's not encouraging. It's hard though because like you heard the same stuff about Rudolph his freshman year, right? And about Brandon Whedon, his sophomore year, whenever it was. Like, apparently nobody practices well as a quarterback at Oklahoma State. Gundy just sets up practice to sabotage his backup quarterbacks, basically. I, I guess so. I don't know. Maybe maybe the oil baron? I, I, I don't know, man. No. I, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't know who's going to be the starter, but I will say they have to run, like, the the belldozer Cam Newton package with Jelani. The guy's, like, 6'8". I mean, he's he's huge. Like, I think that'll help their short yardage running game that they, you know, I think it's fair to say they still kind of struggle with as far as, you know, power running is concerned. So I think it'll probably be Spencer Sanders. I mean, people act like this guy is the second coming of, you know, uh, you know, first round draft pick, essentially tearing it up in a very high level in Texas. So I'm interested to see him. But I, I think no matter what, they need to run the uh, the belldozer with with uh, my boy Jelani. I like Jelani a lot, even though I've seen him play like five total throws. Well, isn't it funny that like, so this time last year, we're like, oh, wait till Jelani gets here, you know? <laughs> and now it's like, oh, wait till Spencer Sanders gets here. Like it, it's always the, it's always the next thing that you're so uh, enamored by. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That, it's going to be interesting though. I've thought about next year. We, we haven't thought past this year, but a couple of people have just, my friends have asked me about like, you know, how, how's the blog? Like what's next, you know, what's the future look like? And when I think about next year, I'm like, ah, I I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if Oklahoma state's going to be good next year. They, they could be, but who's going to throw the ball. 
Yeah, it seems like a rebuilding year, and it always is when you lose your quarterback and don't have like a ready-made uh, replacement. Uh, this is from yeah. Will Close. Just how depressing is this year's homecoming and hoops in contrast to that of last year? Yeah. Very, Night very, and day. Very depressing. Like, I remember those videos you posted with like, like Underwood was giving you like Sutton and Iba vibes. You know, the, the video on the floor, the place was, there wasn't an empty seat in Gallagher Iba. We forgot what that looked like at one point. Uh, it's going to be night and day. I mean, I, I'm sure it'll still be crowded because a lot of the students will roll out, but it's just kind of a dark cloud right now over Gallagher Iba. It really is. Uh, OKC Dave said that uh, on Twitter um, earlier this week. He said he used to sit it at Lewis Field as a kid and wish that it was basketball season. You just know, gaze over at Gallagher. Yeah, and now it's it's kind of the other way around. You know, which is which is sad because you know we all love. Uh, obviously Oklahoma state basketball. So yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, they've got some talent, like they've got some guys, Jeffrey Carroll's all big 12 first team, uh, preseason. Uh, did you see the, the video that Kendall Smith put out of himself dunking? Mm. So I put it in our slack. It was unbelievable. He's, he looks pretty athletic. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. Devon Dillard's great, but, um, yeah, just the whole, just the program as a whole, it's not super encouraging. No, and I mean, it was going to be kind of a, you would think, less exciting of a year anyway before you factored in the, you know, the FBI subpoena and all that stuff going on, which I guess Kansas is getting wrapped up in now too. Like, you see that? Yeah, it it there's not like a ton of evidence there. It's just that the FBI has, I believe, documents between them and Adidas or something. I mean, they are Adidas, like one of Adidas' top, top schools. So at this point, it'd almost be surprising if something didn't go on in Lawrence. But again, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what comes out. Nothing's been confirmed or anything. But it's I'm sure there's a lot of nervous college basketball coaches right now. Well, so. in, the, in that article, I posted it in the bullets this morning. Um, it, there was a note in there. The thing that shocked me most, it said Adidas paid like – like directly paid for like ninety eight percent of Rick Pitino's salary at Louisville, and he, and he was contrasting that to the way that Bill Self is paid at Kansas, which is was not like that at all. That was stunning to me. Adidas is directly paying a, a coach essentially to to I don't know whether it was his entire well, salary or you know no Pitino I think still got his actual salary, but he was getting like ninety eight percent of just the Adidas revenue to the basketball program. Well, so yeah, that, yeah. That, so what, that whatever was, it is, was, like there was a clear was relationship insane. between a shoe company and a coach, yeah. which just seems way like askew. Like it was just weird. Is that why Gundy was wearing an Under Armour shirt the other week, putting <laughs> Nike on notice? <laughs> okay, we've got a we've got a question from uh, Chris Knox in our Slack. He said, "Say you're Oklahoma State in the second year of the." Re- of the renewed Nike contract. So now you get to add one new piece to your uni lineup. You with me so far? Yeah. Do you, pick Oh, like, a, like, what do you mean? Add one new piece. Like they can well, wear a fourth Jersey. Well, j- just listen. Do you pick a one off, like a throwback Jersey? That'll be great, but that you'll probably never wear again. Or do you go with something you can add permanently to the lineup? Like a, like a gray Jersey. Oh, I add something. Um, well, no, I want the throwback, and I don't think you have to wear it just one time. The, the 1988 throwback uniform from head to toe should be worn every homecoming. Like 1988, white, orange, white, 
the old old brand, Barry Sanders running around, the 1988 throwback every year. Uh, breaking news right now? What's that? I got some uh, some intel about the unis on Saturday. Oh, we need like a breaking news siren. <laughs> Let's hear it, man. Don't don't know the person who gave it to me. Don't know if it's to be trusted. So this is Is this like Barstool reporting James Washington's out for the year? Someone I'm not slid re- into your DMs. I am not reporting this. I am saying I got some intel. I'm throwing it out there because it's innocuous. I don't know if it's going to happen. It might not. Do not Nobody should go and tweet, you know, Kyle said this is happening, like whatever. It's going to be a 5,000 post thread on Orange Power in an hour. Um, 87, 88 throwbacks on Saturday. 80, that's a very specific time. 87, 88? So like with the jersey I'm talking about? Yeah, to celebrate Barry Sanders. Like head to toe? Uh, just the, Just the helmet. I don't know. I, it sounds like head to toe. Well, did they get an extension with Nike that Chris Knox was talking about? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know yeah, what. Right. I don't know the details. This is just intel I was given. No idea if so, it's true. That would be spectacular, and that's like my. You just gave me an open palette of requests, <laughs> and you're telling me they're giving me what I just asked for. This that's would be it, like Christmas come early. This is this is from someone who knows people okay so, i'm i'm all for it i mean are you and i gonna have to change our uniform predictions now based on this intel because you and i picked the uh, orange bucking bronco with a black stripe yeah from like the 60s we, we should we should mention uh we're gonna talk about let's just do it right now let's get to this week's uniform preview brought to you by chris's university spirit your one-stop cowboy shop on campus corner and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com chris's is also making uh, the shirts that Carson's wearing right now, the PFB shirts. Yeah, Is it there backwards? you go. Yeah, right? that's okay. Yeah, okay. It still you looks good. Idea. Yeah, still looks good. Um, so yeah, you predicted uh, the the orange bucking bronco helmet from like the seventies, eighties, six sixty one or sixty two. Sixties, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then what was uh, the orange orange helmet bucking bronco black stripe with white trim? Uh, then I was going to go orange jersey, just as much orange as possible being homecoming, and then black pants. That was my homecoming prediction. Orange, orange, black. Have they ever Which worn they've, that? They've worn that, I th- or was it orange, orange, white that they wore? I think it was orange, orange, white. I don't know if they've worn orange, orange, black. They so that would be a new combo. They might go orange, orange, orange. Full Clemson? Not good. Uh, I, I picked the same helmet. 1967-68 is the helmet. Um, okay. Which I is picked, crazy. You and I picked the same helmet out of all the options of throwbacks. I know. Well, they they already did the Bucking Bronco, but they did it on the white helmet. So right. we're just saying they might do it on the orange. I almost picked the helmets that just have the numbers on them. Did you see those? Yes. I, I, I almost picked that. But um, So I went orange Bucking Bronco, black tops, white pants. Ooh. This is like my week one prediction. I think it is, but I, 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 That's terrible. I didn't know what to do. Orange, black, white. Yeah. Of all the tricolors, that might be the worst of all of them. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you probably should switch your prediction to 1988 head to toe. So you should probably do. I should probably do it too, based on this Intel you've gotten. I also have some Intel, Kyle. Okay. Um, 
it's been it's been told to me from someone who knows things who has been inside the equipment room that um, the equipment guys pay attention to our predictions and have been known to even change some of their <laughs> get-ups based on. And I said I I laughed and I said that's, that there's that's no fake, way that's true. That's fake news. I I for like an hour I was like and I was hanging out with this person I was like there's no way they change anything based on that they go no they read it they don't want you to be right. They have changed before, so <laughs> so maybe maybe you just ruined maybe Kyle Porter just ruined the 1988 throwbacks. Maybe they're gonna wear, uh, you know, something. Maybe they're gonna go full Clemson now and just go all orange. Well, that's that's on me if that happens. If you see <laughs> if you see them come out in in full orange, you can send all the tweets you want at me. Um, yeah, I don't you know by that the the homecoming or the that they changed their. Equipment guys coming after PFB like that? Oh, I don't know. I, not really, but like, I trust that you. I mean, I trust you. Like, I'm not calling you out. Well, this guy would know. Yeah. So. I, I, maybe it has happened. That would be hilarious. Which is funny. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Actually, we need to start predicting like what we don't <laughs> want to see to get what we want to see. Yeah, I don't know why I picked orange, black, white. That's a true. Although I, I don't think it's true either because I got one like perfectly right last year. So I, I think if it if it is true, it might have happened like three years ago. Once. Yeah. Right. And I think more than anything, they just they like to see what we predict. I don't think they're like changing anything what they do as far as what we talk about. I'm not trying to say that. It was just kind of funny that he he said that has happened before. So that is funny. Started pass that along. Okay. Um. You want to get to a couple more questions? Yeah, I got one right here. You ready? Yep. Um, this is from alum in Arizona with offensive line injuries mounting. Uh, is it time to introduce the jumbo package in red zone, red zone situations? We have lots of D-line depth and solid athletes there. Let's bring in DQ or Daniels and pound the ball in the end zone. How about that? Let's the, do it. The check, the check engine light package. Bring it back. You know, Gundy said on Monday that they've gotten in a room together, all the coaches, and said, we got to, you know, let's figure something out in the red zone. He said, everybody's got their ideas. Maybe somebody threw that out there. I'm, I love that. I think it's great. Um, do you want Darian Daniels and, and, uh, the Quentin Osborne running the uh, Monday night option play that we saw? <laughs> I don't know about the option, but, uh, I do like what OU did against Iowa State, and they did it against, um, Oh, I forget who they played week one, but they bring in like all of their fullbacks and H backs and take out take out the quarterback. And it's just mass of humanity. And they direct snapped it to their fullback with two tight ends in front of him. Like I don't know how you stop that for like one yard in like a one yard scenario. You know what I'm saying? So maybe do that put with DQ back JD King back there, probably is yeah. who I'd prefer. He could probably handle the ball a little better, but I'm you know Maybe Simeone Finiowaki can uh, catch it and just go head first into the line. I mean, I, I think you can get a yard doing that. But, yeah, I, like, I do like that Gundy's putting their heads together because they need to figure something out. Put, like, Cole Walterscheid back there. You're just talking about – you're just trying to come up with the biggest human they have, basically. He, he's so big. He's huge. Yeah. It's crazy. He could just, re just reach over the line with his hand and then pull it back. Yeah, yeah. It's what <laughs> it feels like. Or Jelani. Um, Take yeah. Jelani's red shirt off. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm all for it. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to see Jelani out there. He's just a freak of nature. I want to see Chuba. He's in uniform every week. 
I mean, they can't even get the ball to Tyron Johnson, and you want them to get the ball to Chuba Hubbard? Yeah, that's true. There's just not enough footballs, as Mike Gundy said. All right, what else we got? Uh, what will you need to see this week? This is from Saucy Takes. Uh, what will you need to see this week in the Baylor game to grab a case of orange Kool-Aid as you depart the orange oasis? It, it, it's hard anytime if you – let's say they win big. Okay, great. You just beat an 0-6 team. You know, maybe the as David Ubbin said, the worst – or the best 0-6 college football team in history, but they're still 0-6 if you, if you beat them. So – I'm. I don't know how much more Kool Aid I need. I said Oklahoma State's going to win the Big Twelve on on Tuesday. I, I think that they're going to win the Big Twelve. I, I don't. Um, I don't know. What did you think about the? Did you see the thing I tweeted this morning? Bleacher Report. They did their bowl predictions and they said even if Oklahoma State wins out, they won't. They won't sniff the college football playoff. Yeah, that's that's premature. I mean, there's so many scenarios to play out to just write them off is is silly. Um. And it's not like they lost to Iowa State either. Like they have a they have a quality loss. So yeah. it's not like the 2011 situation where you lose to a bad Iowa State team, and you're virtually eliminated out of a two team playoff. Uh, TCU's still winning. I think they're going to lose some games, but I think they'll finish the year as a top 25 team. So to say they're out's way premature. Yeah. Got one more one more question. You ready? Well, we can do a couple more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is from Al. Project our record over the next six games. These are big boy games coming up at Texas, at West Virginia, OU, at Iowa State, Kansas State. Did um, they sweep those? No. Lose Bedlam? Lose West Virginia. That's a scary game, as is at Texas. Yeah. I think they lose one of. I think they lose at West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, I if I had to pick them to lose a game, I would say either Bedlam, obviously Bedlam or Texas for me. I think they can go to West Virginia and win. They they've done really? it. They've done it before, and I, I think mean, they're they're better than West Virginia. And I don't think West Virginia is, you know, as good as OU or Texas. To to me, isn't that uh, that game feels so dependent on what time it is? Like if you're playing at West Virginia at at 11 a.m., f- I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying it feels winnable. And if it's a night game, you're like, eh, they're probably gonna lose. Like that's probably a loss. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like, like that? Yeah, you could say that about Lubbock too, though. And they went and won there. But but yeah, it, it, I think it does make it more difficult. They need they need the dreaded 11 a.m. kickoff just to help a little. I don't think it determines the game by any means. But yeah, West Virginia at night is no picnic. Um. What do you? Who do you think is playing for the Big Twelve title? We talked about this on Tuesday a little bit. I don't know if you ever threw your two teams out there. Well, I went on record today and picked Texas to beat OU, thirty-five, thirty-one. Oh, Just baby. the more I, the more I studied it, I don't know what you're hanging your hat on with OU. As far as you know, they have the worst pass defense in the league. They haven't created turnovers for three or four years on defense. They're like one hundred four in the country right now. They were eighty-first last year. They just don't make any plays on defense, and I just don't think their offense is as good as it's been. I mean, you you saw it in the Iowa State game. They lose C.D. Lamb, who is an awesome receiver, and nobody could get open. And I think they're I think they're going to lose to Texas this week. But um, if I had to pick, so that would give them two losses in the Big Twelve. Uh, maybe OSU and TCU. I don't know. That's I'm kind of leaning towards that. But uh, I think I'll be ready. To, 
if OU gets past Texas, I'm picking them to go to the Big 12 title game. And I think it might be a Bedlam rematch. Because, I, I, again, I don't have much faith in TCU. I think they're going to lose a couple more. I, I guess, based on what I'm saying right now, I, th- I think that Oklahoma State's going to beat OU twice, which, is, which is, seems crazy. Gundy's going to match his Bedlam win total in one season? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Coming into the year, I didn't – I wasn't a believer in OU um, for they, – they lost a lot. Like, they lost a lot of guys. And, and you're sort of seeing now – like, I still think OU's – I think they're good. But you're seeing, like, they've had injuries and they just don't seem to have – I don't think they don't have depth. They don't have experience depth like they have in the past. Um, and so you just, when that happens, you just struggle a little bit. So I don't know, maybe, maybe OU loses three games or I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but yeah, I don't, I, it's hard to say. It's hard for me to pick Baker Mayfield to lose three games. He's that good a quarterback, but you're right. You have seen, you have seen them miss DD Westbrook and Samaj P Ryan and Joe Mixon. They just, they have, and uh, especially when they lose CeeDee Lamb and Abdul Adams, their two best, you know, running back and receiver. So, I mean, and that, that game's just a funky game anyway. It's more about the OU-Texas game for me than it is OU's deficiencies. But I think their defensive problems are not going away. It's just a matter of can OU or can OSU stop Baker Mayfield at all, which, you know, they had their own offensive issues in Bedlam last year, which we've talked about ad nauseum, but... If I had to pick it right now, I'd probably say OSU and TCU. But if OU gets past Texas, I think we're getting a Bedlam rematch. I like it. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, okay, let's go here one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. Again, this is for the for the podcast people only, and we will be back to uh, to wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson. Uh, last question on here. I, I'm I'm on the page now. I finally got on. Um, hypothetically, would you? <laughs> this is this is from uh, Saucy Takes. Uh, would you rather this team, this Oklahoma State football team, win a New Year's Day Six Bowl, or the basketball team <laughs> make a run to the Final Four and lose? Hmm. Probably, so they're not in the college football playoff in that scenario. Uh, I yeah, I think he was saying like like Peach Bowl or Cotton or something like that. Yeah, Sugar if it's not in the playoff. Um, well, I guess Final Four because if you're not in the if you're not in the college football playoff, you're playing a meaningless exhibition essentially. That's what all bowl games are if they're not in the college football playoff. So the Final Four would mean more as far as the com- competitiveness is concerned, but I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, I I just thought it was kind of a funny question. Um, you want to do one more? Yep. And then we'll give our picks for Baylor. Yep. Which which defense should we expect for the rest of the season? The defense that held Tech to twenty seven, or the defense that couldn't get off the field against TCU? 
Oh, probably the one that couldn't get off the field until I see them do that for a whole season. Uh, as far as what they did to Tech, I just I can't buy in. They they the secondary to me is susceptible, and just the the just the lack of being able to get off the field against a quality team in TCU was was startling. As far as not being able to stop the run, uh, that was a concern. So I I got to see it to believe it, Kyle. So I, I got to go with the TCU performance. Yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think leaning towards, I guess leaning towards the TCU. I don't think the I don't think the defense is that bad. Like that was that was bad. Like if they're that bad, they they are going to go nine and three or eight and four or something like that. Um, but I don't know. I I just I I did I didn't think uh, Shimanek for for Tech was was that good. So like they held, they held tech to 27, but it's like, you're probably going to see three or four quarterbacks who are, who are better than him or more, at least more versatile than him, you know? Uh, so yeah, I would lean towards TCU, but not, not as bad as that game played out. You know, we haven't mentioned that OSU goes to Ames this year. <laughs> well, they're not undefeated, so no, but, um, we all know how Dave sat in the parking lot staring at Jack Trice in a very opposite way that he stared at Gallagher Iba Arena. So, <laughs> well, uh, what was it? oh, the, the game that nobody ever really talks about that is crazy was uh, was 2015 when they were uh, oh when, couldn't stop them. Yeah, they were nine and zero, and they and they went up to Iowa State, and it's. You know, you're ranked sixth or whatever. You got Baylor and, and OU coming to, you know, you've got the rest of your games at home. And they went down like 28 to 13 or something like that. And they ended up coming back. But I feel like nobody ever brings that game up. Like, I don't know if people just don't want to think about it. or That that one <laughs> that one was almost really bad as well. Was that – did Walsh play quarterback? Or, that was still Rudolph. Walsh scored the game winner and flipped the ball to uh, Mike Holder in the end zone. Do you remember that? Oh wow, yeah, the general. Yeah, being a good soldier, flipping it to the. <laughs> did did Mike Holder catch it and then salute him? The commander in chief. Um, okay, give me your Baylor pick. Uh, I think OSU lights them up with their offense. I think a week to prepare should should really help as far as red zone concerns. I, I love that Gundy, you know, admitted they weren't good in the red zone and is willing to put their heads together to fix it. Um, I think they're going to score, I predict OSU 49, Baylor 24. That's my pick, 49-24. It feels like, I feel like I've predicted some like really close variation of that score for every game. Uh, I think yeah. I'm going to go a little, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 50, uh, I'm going to go 59. And Baylor school, I'll say 59 to 20. I think I picked it right on the point spread. That's pretty weak on my part. Yeah. So I'll go 49-17. How about that? I, okay. I said that was too many points. How about 49? I'm changing my <laughs> ticket third time. 49-35. How about that? Okay. 30, that'd be bad to give up 35. Of course, what, oh, you, oh, you beat them 49 to 41. Is that right? Yep. Give up like 41. That. Um. Okay, you're coming down here to Dallas. Coming to the Cotton Bowl. I leave uh, Friday morning, and uh, it's going to be insane. It's going to be an absolute war 
in, in the, at the, the State Fair of Texas. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. It stinks the games are at the same time, but um, I'll probably be a little busy after your post game for, for OSU homecoming. But should, both games should be fun. Yeah, they should. I'm actually headed down to the fair right now in about an hour. Uh, what so for? I'll give you, I'll just take the kids. Oh, yeah. You have some fried food. Oh yeah, I'll give you a full full report: what to avoid, what to hit up. Okay. Uh, yeah, should be fun. So I'm still anyway. I'm still a relative I'm still a relative novice at the Texas State Fair. I've only been like three times, I think. So well, the the problem is they entice you with the exotic stuff, like the fried. I think there's fried root beer this year. You gotta go. You gotta go traditional. You gotta go fried Oreos. You gotta go fried peaches and cream. Mm. Stuff like that. You can't. Now we're talking. You can't get too exotic. It doesn't go well. Okay, I'll, I'll keep so, it simple. Yeah. Okay. I'll get out of my box. <laughs> uh, be safe driving down. Uh, hey, plug your uh, plug your Thunder Pod. Oh uh, yeah, I've been hosting the uh, Locked On Thunder podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Locked On Thunder. It's also on uh, Audio Boom, which I think it's making the transition to Megaphone. So I'll, I'll tweet out links every time I post a podcast. So if you like the Thunder, check it out. The numbers have been great. I've been really enjoyed doing it, and it's going to be a wild ride with uh, Carmelo, Paul George, and, and Russell Westbrook. So check that out. Yeah, it is for sure. Uh, okay, we will talk to you next week, I guess. Sounds good, man. Talk to you then. See ya.